Morning, Mr. Burr. Good morning, Mr. Shekman. How are you? Uh, uh, I'm good. I mean, I'm sorry. I do need to apologize. I had to cancel the delivery today. It uh, would have been quite the health hazard had it actually arrived. Um, but I got a delivery this morning. Uh, um, did you uh, did you bring it inside? Uh, yeah. Um, park it up here so I can get a good look at it just in case. Um, it doesn't look dangerous and um, actually tastes bloody marvelous. You've already eaten it. Yeah, absolutely delicious. Hold on. Uh, do not ingest, yada, 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 swelling of eyes, inability to breathe, irrational hatred towards pigeons, followed by death. How are you still breathing? Uh, should I be worried, Mr. Sheckman? I mean, you may be immortal of anything. Um, uh, <laughs> no, no, sorry. I'm looking at July's calendar. Um, oh, well, no, that's, that's much better. No, no, you're fine, you're fine. Um, what you got this morning was the uh, the berry breakfast toast. Uh, I assume some sort of uh, play on the word berry breakfast. Not that that I see. Sense. It's a um, it's a sweetened whipped ricotta with fresh berries, mint, and a honey drizzle. We do need to still talk about July at some point, but we'll, that, we do need to talk about July. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, toasting design, Shaka Shekman, Michael Burke. What have you learned this week, Michael? Guess which website I've been on, Mr. Sheckman. The Guinness World Records? I must be setting a world record for how many times <laughs> I go to that site. No, I'm joking. But there, there's a new one. There's a new record. Oh, man, this this is just the, it's the greatest record ever. The man's name is Richard Browning. Now, there are many famous Richard Brownings. In fact, if you type Richard Browning into YouTube, you'll learn all sorts of stuff about maps and literature Type in Richard Browning jetpack. And what you'll find is a guy who's made a jet suit, right? One of those four big jet engines mounted to his arms. And he's been setting records. I'll just give you some stats. Now, these were very recent. Hey, published a week or so ago. 100-meter running sprint. So from a standing start in a straight line, 7.69 seconds. Well, with jetpacks attached to himself. Yes, but just think about this. He's got to he's got to fire these things up. Um, he then just he effectively thrusts and and has his arms out sideways so that you you don't have much upward um, force. Okay, yes, yeah. So the the engines are not quite at full power. Then what he does is he brings his arms down and then backwards. So he starts he lifts up and then starts moving forwards. But he doesn't actually get to a maximum speed because about two-thirds in the race, he's got to start Slow down. slowing down so he doesn't go <laughs> off into the stadium thing at the end. Um, but I, I just thought, I mean, it's only slightly faster than than a human running, but it's yeah. effortless. The man does not even raise a sweat. And I think that's it's quite cool to, to do that. I was more impressed by his other two records oh, yeah. because he did the 400-meter hurdles. Now, the rules that they set for him Ooh. was that he had to dip down in height between the hurdles <laughs> and then visibly go up above the hurdles, and he had to stay in his lane directly above it. Now you're flying. Yeah? yeah. 
he he broke the world record by some margin um, at forty two so forty two point zero six seconds, which is uh, that's just over ten seconds per per hundred meters while going up and down in a curve um, around a racetrack. I think that's really not bad. And then here's the one that you will like so much: the pole vaulting. Now, <laughs> what he did is he gets a 40-meter head start. So he gets to fly 40 meters up to the pole vault. He then has to slow down to a zero forward speed and then lift himself up to clear it while standing upright. And it's, they set it at the world record height of six meters. And then he had to turn around and then land on the pads on the other side. Um and he did that in one take. They did a time thing so that that can be timed in future jetpack sports competitions, which is what they're looking at doing, which would be so cool. <laughs> it would really add a, I mean, a whole other dimension um, uh, to to the Olympics if you'd have. I mean, yeah. So I mean, you watch this stuff, and it's it's literally incredible because I mean, uh, it, I, I think I'd. I'd rec- not that the guy's mega fit or anything like that. Obviously, the loads are taken up by the sort of um, backpack, which has got the fuel uh-huh. and the battery and, and yeah. stuff like that on you. But he does all this without – he just has earplugs because of the noise. But mm-hmm. um, doesn't wear um, safety goggles, no helmet, nothing like that. So it seems – I mean, that's about as safe as you can get, right? Um, yeah. Well, I mean, that's the whole thing with sports. Like if the person has to come out onto, onto the racetrack in a full padded body armor – um, in, in order for the race to occur. Ah, okay, cool. But, you know, it's it basically, I've got two jet engines strapped to my arm. Maybe if you put like a long umbilical cord or sort of like that onto, onto it so that you don't even need a backpack. So um, so, so these jetpack things are, the, the, this year has been quite an instrumental um, one. I mean, last year there was obviously that unfortunate accident in Dubai with one of the guys yeah. who does the jet suit um, stuff. But this is different. This is a, this is a, a flying jetpack. But um, recently, within the last month, You'll find YouTube clips of um, Navy SEALs transitioning from one vessel at sea at high speed to another vessel using jetpacks. It's the same design. It's the four jet engines on your Mm. forearms with the pack on it. It's it's, it's identical. So I don't know whether this guy, Richard Browning, whether that's originally his idea, which has been adopted, or whether it's a universal idea. I haven't gone into the history of the concept, which is very unlike me. I was just too excited with this. But here's, here's the thing. They did a race against the... Um, current um, like Olympic champion for 400 meter hurdles and you know what his feedback was he said he Mm. really struggled racing the jet man because he listens to his own steps that's how he counts the steps between hurdles with the noise he was completely out of phase because the thing he always uses his own sound he couldn't hear and the other thing he said was the hot air and the smell you know, I love the smell of napalm in the morning. It was yeah. like he nearly threw up during the race just because of how much, you know, uh, something he's not used to. Um, you know, so that's obviously the downside to it. Um, but anyway, that 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 puts us on to our next um, next idea, and uh, I've I've changed my mind as to what the flavor of this one is going to be. Okay. What other cool records do you think could be done with um, jet suit technology or, or or something similar to that? Where it's a case of your average ordinary Joe can go and do something extraordinary for exhibition or science technology demonstrators or, or stuff like that. Or easy, you got to run up, and then you you got a like a, a three second burst, get whatever height, and it's long jump, and then land in the sand. 
that basically you've got like a, a two seconds of fuel or whatever the case is. So you've got to run up, do a burst, lift up into the air, and that's however far you get with that burst. So it's almost like in the same way you – it's almost like – I don't know. I can't remember the term for it, but it's that long jump where you basically you're jumping before you're doing the actual jump. It's that long – Right, right, yeah. right. Okay. So you've got that distance over which to then do your lifting burst. So you get as much thrust okay. as you possibly can, and then you lift up into the air, and then it's basically free flight there on, and you know get your landing right and stuff. Mr. Shekman, are you going to have any original ideas, or are you just going to keep using SpaceX ideas for for these concepts of yours, <laughs> where you're using some thrust to get you launching, you're then coasting with your grid fins come out of your your boots to aim you for a landing, and then you're going to land on a a, a little shoebox boat on the far end of the long jump pit. No, I'm joking. I'm joking. I'm joking. But yeah, <laughs> same sort of idea. Use uh, use boost to get you airborne, and then do uh, a, a a landing burn if you like. Um, yeah. In in the distance. Um, what are the issues with sand in that? Because <laughs> there's some problems, and there's some this there's, uh, there's a fun aspect to it as well. Well, I mean, the engines are not going to like sand. So you, I mean, you can't let your, I mean, it's the same way like when you, you land with long jump, you, you've got to land. I mean, you want to land to your feet and stuff so your butt doesn't hit back and you, you know, decrease your distance and so on and so forth. Be a case of land without not touching you, you know, letting your engines touch the ground, I guess. Okay, but I'm pretty sure that there can be a concept uh, on the front of the engines to sort that problem out oh, without too, okay, much, yeah. too much hassle. Um, okay. But there, there, I mean, obviously, there's the, the sort of the visibility for you if you if, if you make a, a, a mess of your landing you, mm. you're going to have a problem seeing where you're trying to aim for right true from a spectator point of view does it increase the the funness of this that the launch there's very little in the way of dust and debris etc but the landing if you if you do a good clean landing it should be with minimal um spreading yeah. of sand and dust whereas if you hog it up it should be spectacular or even better, you actually want to wear like throws up dust. Everyone has to wait in anticipation while the dust settles. Did you make it? He actually landed. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Okay, so I quite like the long jump. Yes, that could certainly work. Um, slightly different to the other ones. Instead of the constant thrust, you're now doing it's a yeah a, a launch a launch thing and then then a controlled sort of landing, which I guess is what your original superheroes would have done. Yes, exactly. Assuming I mean, they're yeah. real, yes, but they do that. They do the launch, lots of thrust at launch, and then a little bit at landing with coasting in between. Yeah. What other, other one, what other extreme weird sports can in, you think in a sort of? of, thing of it's instead of going up, it's going down. And I'm thinking, but while remaining airborne, it's downhill skiing. Without touching the snow. Without touching the snow, but you've got, you've got like height limits and things like that. Even if it's a case of um, you have like loops, checkpoints, you have to go under the checkpoint in order to then – so what if we take um, okay. the good old-fashioned, one of my favorite things to watch is the, let's say, the Grand Slalom. Mm. Yeah, the, this, yeah, yeah. This, 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 this kind of super G race. Um, yeah. We all know that currently what happens is because you're in contact with the snow, you do left-right and you, 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 you go around the bends. But what if you take your idea where you've now got obstacles that you need to go under and over and around, inside yeah. and outside. All of a sudden, that's going to be absolutely amazing. <laughs> Especially if it's on a decreasing thing, so it's not just a case of just keep the power going and you know as you're climbing. I mean, you could actually have an up and a down. So it's I was just going to say that it's a case of you know there's a thing of you go down and skiing because you don't have any energy exactly, with you, so yeah. you need gravity. Whereas with this, it could be a race to the top 
How about this though? You limit the energy on board so that okay. it's 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 likely that if you use just the right amount of energy, which is very carefully calculated, you uh -huh. should only have to walk the last 50 meters of the race up the hill to the finish line. Mm -hmm. You basically make it that nobody can finish. The last bit is you on your own steam lugging this backpack up near, near the top of the hill. If you balls it up, you've got quite a hike. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, that would be – I think that's some extra elements to add to all that as well. More importantly, I'm thinking how you can break that. And I, I mean, that's the whole thing with sports. It always ends up being the loophole to the system. And it's probably that you'd get someone that is ultra lightweight and has no body mass to them um, and so that, you know, they have less fuel. So you yeah, almost want where – your inertia is actually almost a benefit. You know, just, you design the corner in such a way that you can use your inertia to pull you around. But if you've got a low mass, then that, that's maybe not. That's right. I think you're onto something and that a sport like that should require the human and the machine to work together as opposed yeah. to just being a net force thing because then you're right. How do you make it fair? Um, mm. Yeah, I, I agree with you. So that, 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 but I mean, the basic formula could go downhill, could go uphill, could do a bit of both. Um, that's that. That's quite a nice thing. Um, what other what other sports you got in mind? You can think of. Well, I mean, it's a quick detail for now. It would be probably the the, the ski jump. Um, basically, slide down on skis, and then you you've got so you're using your jetpack to boost yourself down the whole way, um, and then basically free flight and then and land back at the other end. Or just you're adding a whole extra distance to to your jump effectively. Um, I, I would say that there are two ways to do that. The one is to mm. to do the good old fashioned American sort of evil Knievel thing. How how far mm. can you? How, realistically, mm. how amazingly far can you do? I mean, you you could do a kilometer jump type thing. But what yeah. if what if what if the launch? What if the landing site was actually right next to where you launched off? So effectively, you went mm. down this ramp thing. So so there you've got it where you get launched up into the sky. What you then have to do is you have to catch the motion with this this jetpack you then have to number one slow down and then work your way backwards and then land right from where you launched from at the bottom of the ramp yeah. and and effectively you have to do it in the quickest amount of time yeah i mean it would be like an like the boarded space shuttle launch you've got to go to do exactly. a parabolic arc your way all the way back yeah the one that kind of got me thinking then on that in terms of time is I mean, just not necessarily sport, but Guinness record, the fastest time to fall from a set altitude. So you jump out of a plane at 10,000 feet, you've got to get down the ground as quickly as possible. So basically it would require you have to uh, yes. Instead of how quickly can you go up a building, how quickly can yeah. you go down it without going splat? <laughs> yes. I, I, it would be, I mean, entertaining to watch, certainly right near the ending. But it could also be very disastrous. Um, yeah, you'd obviously have you'd obviously have safety things there for for that. I mean, you'd you'd obviously have to have nets and and all. Uh, so what I suspect you'd have is you'd have to have your your launching thing would need to be some form of soft padding. So if something went wrong, you did go splat mm. into it. Um, yes, but I I I, I like that idea. So mm. a base jump without a parachute. Yes, exactly. And with records being tied to how quickly you get down to the ground. I like that. I'm not going to throw a curveball at you. Ooh. One of the one of the nicest things to watch in the summer games is things like synchronized diving. Just because, like, I mean, you're falling and you've got, like, you know, it's, it's like watching aerobatics, right? Yes, yeah, 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 yeah. What ideas have you got for now? 
height down to a low altitude, but with 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 a jet suit. What could you do that is just outrageous? Well, <laughs> uh, in the idea of synchronized what synchronized falling? Synchronized jet slow somersaults while you fall, or else a suspended somersault. Or um, I'm I'm thinking of of some of the 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 sort of I'm not sure what it's called, but it's part of the gymnastics thing, like where you're on that thing. That's I think it's called a horse. Um, or like yes, the, the yeah. rings where you are effectively suspended in the air while you do some basic stuff. The, the thing is, it, I mean, in certain reference frames, whether you're accelerating towards the ground or free falling, I don't know if people, spectators would notice much of a difference. So how does this then become differentiated between the skydivers that then do the patterns and the, the sort of choreograph sort of stuff? It's, it's exactly the same thing, except that okay. with, the, with the skydivers, you need you know binoculars to have a look at them from the ground. Um, whereas with this, it, it, it could be a case of, I mean, it, it doesn't have to be linked to the, the, the base jumping thing. But if you were to replace, um, I'm not sure what the sport's called, but it's the two hoops that hang from the ceiling and then you do sort of aerobatic or acrobatic yes, stuff yeah, on yeah. it. Um, use jetpacks instead. It's the same muscle groups and stuff. It's just mm. that you're not pulling on the ceiling anymore. You're now suspended and you've got to, you know, um, t you know, uh, plan uh, your thrust vectors and stuff like that. Well, I mean, the other thing is you, if you in introduce... Well, that, that's not how they do it at the air shows, but I'm saying if you introduce a certain uh, agent into your fuel, you can generate smoke trails and stuff behind. So it'd be a more entertaining thing to watch with some of your falling things. Ah, okay, that. yes. Okay, I like it. So definitely you could in introduce the aspect of formation. Yeah. Um, and then uh, the kind of smoke, smoke aspects. Um, let, let, let's play with this idea, this downhill thing. Um, how could you use a relay, a relay team sports system in this? I mean, it depends on times and stuff like that, but potentially that you've got one fuel tank. So you've got to be able to detach your fuel tank, give it to the next guy. He needs that fuel tank connected and attached. Not as quick a, an exchange in relay, um, but some, maybe something along those elements where you're working. I mean, instead of the baton being your passing point, it's your fuel yeah, I mean the relay thing I was sort of going for is more like a swimming relay where you'd have let's oh, say the, see, okay. the, the sort of different strokes as opposed to a, a 400 meter running hurdles race where everyone does the same thing. It's just your start and end times are dictated by the performance of the previous person. But in this, in this, let's say if if leg one of this international sport thing was the base jump, um, as soon as you land, then the second leg of this relay takes off. Now you're at ground level in a city. Yeah, what what sort of maybe Olympic or non-Olympic sport could you think of, which could be quite fun with a jetpack, which isn't the obvious thing. It's not going back up to the top of the building for the second leg of the relay or something like that. It's it's something a bit different. Or going to the stairwell, you got to go through different parts of the building. So down the outside, back the inside. I mean, the alternative is actually up a stairwell without using the stairs. That is a <laughs> flipping fantastic idea. I really do like that one. I, I'm thinking in terms of the other part of the relay is that you've got different altitudes. So this you know, your starting altitude, you've got to keep low. As you get to the next guy, he's coming back, but he has to go at a high altitude. You've got to check, you know, like certain. I don't know how we check the altitude and stuff. You've got to be at that altitude, and then basically you're working yourself higher and higher and higher as you go for each particular relay. Um, and potentially to the point that it's basically the team who can finish the first or finish the fastest or finish at all, depending on how you set your final altitude. 
Okay, right. Yes, I, I'm, I'm with you. So how about we do it that the final leg of the relay is the base jump down the building? And Ooh, then what yes, you've yeah. got is you've got things like, um, I mean, let's be honest, if you pick on any form of grand hotel, you're going to have this fairly large and impressive lobby, which has got a multi-floor empty yeah. space in it. You could you could start off by doing some form of competitive thing inside that particular arena, followed by a stairwell chase <laughs> um, ended with a, with a, with a base jump thing um, down to ground level. I think that's a fantastic um Event. Well, even even within the lobby, you you've got a whole bunch of things tagged off the roof. You've got a and one by one, you you've got like a team of three. They've got to get up to the roof. They grab their tag, and it's how many people can get it, or who gets the most tags in a, in a set time period. So it's boost up, get grab, fall back down. As you land, the next guy can go up, and and so on and so forth. Right, right, right. Yes, I'm very happy with that. Sure. Okay, and that started out yeah. with 100 meters on the jetpack. I quite <laughs> like where this has gone. <laughs> you know, and, and 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 the bottom point is we okay, we've been making up ridiculous problems, but the point is currently no one's done those those yet. Um yeah. so from a student project point of view, you could say, well, to, if you could demonstrate that technology going up a stairwell without touching the stairs, well think about that from rapid response, like paramedics mm -hmm. and, and stuff yeah. like that. Could you could you do something that is requires no real training apart from you just have to practice it a bit. Mm -hmm. um, you know, to, to get it right. But I mean, what's the worst thing that can happen if you're busy going up up a stairwell as quickly as you can without actually running? You're saving all of your energy so that you can do CPR without, you know, being dead um, type thing. Um, the other thing is if the thing fails, you just ditch it and carry on running up the stairs. You know, yeah, it, it, I mean, it's not it's not like you're trying to fly up the outside of a building and then make your way through, you know, the window. And then if you have a jetpack <laughs> failure there, then you truly are dead. <laughs> yeah, I, I was trying to think of like an ab-saving sort of thing where you jump off the, the top and you kind of just slow yourself down the correct floor. But yeah, no, I mean, stairwells, the only thing is if there's anyone else in the stairwell, they're getting a nice hot blast of fuel in the morning. Uh, the point is they're, they're on the stairs. So, I mean, number one, they will hear you coming. <laughs> yeah, no, that, that's true. I mean, I'm imagining that if you are a paramedic going up the stairwell, you will have your own fashionably loud siren um, <laughs> going ballistic. Okay, I mean, imagine a siren that is overheard over four jet engines. <laughs> that will be a, quite a fun thing as well. Um, it's just him screaming woohoo the whole way up <laughs> and enjoying it. <laughs> exactly, exactly. I mean, I, I think that that's, that's quite an easy thing, you know, because you, I mean, stairwells are, are designed to be, let's say, just big enough. Um, but I mean, with with the way that they designed, you could quite easily, um, I mean, just remember that if you're busy flying, you're going to be sort of, um, let's say, parallel to the angle of the stairs as you're going up them. Um, that doesn't really think, require a huge amount of space. I think in that case, though, it would be almost easier if you had a jetpack that was not mounted to your arms. Or potentially, okay, even if it is, what you need is almost like an arrestor hook system. So you go up until the rest of her grabs the railing and flings you around the corner as you go up the next flat, and basically it just keeps hooking you around. So you almost need to just go, go, and it will. That's right. Or, or you could you. use your arms to do that because I mean, let's be honest. Um, the, the amount of force to swing a human around stairs is is not that much. I mean, your arms no, can do true. it, um, etc. It's just a case of where do you apply the thrust to the human human body do you do it legs do you do it legs and torso do you do it chest and back um but yes i think you would need free arms for 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 that 
And yeah, also, just think about it. Now. You don't want to pitch up at the person strapped with four jet engines to your arm. And now it's a case of you've got to put their <laughs> arm in a, a sling. What are you going to do with these hot jet engines? Oh, sorry. You've got third-degree burns. You've got four <laughs> things that look like cookie cutters all over your, your body. I mean, can you do CPR with four jet engines? I'd like to try I mean, it. I, I was just thinking that what you do is you just blast <laughs> the air pressure on that chest. And like, cool. Eventually exactly. Yeah, you replace the little back, apart from the fact that it's burnt paraffin and nitrous, etc. But anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Save it for the next Mad Max movie. <laughs> Indeed. All right, cool. If you've got any of your own ideas or any suggestions for future episodes, please do let us know at toastingdesign.com. Otherwise, thanks for listening. We'll catch you guys in the next one. Cheers.